The Red Wings dropped both their games over the weekend, but Tyler Bertuzzi continues to be one of the best left wingers in hockey. Your Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome back to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. We are your hosts, Brian Fisher and Scotty Bentley. Scotty can also be found at Locked On Tigers. Uh, we're on Twitter. I'm at Brian Fisher971. He's at Bentley Scotty. And uh, Scotty, 145 subscribers, buddy. YouTube big is time. popping off. Big time, big time. Yeah, you can find us on YouTube or pretty much anywhere else because. Uh, we're free and available on all platforms, and we want to thank you guys for making us your first listen every single day, the Locked On Red Wings podcast. Um, Scotty, Red Wings lost Brian, both their games this weekend, buddy. You got a point. No, you, don't, come with, don't come to me with that loser point. The optimist. Yes. It's the optimist. No, 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 no. No, so, so here's my thing. Losses don't exist. So here's my thing. Yes, they, they lost both. Absolutely. Um, my thing is... Right after the game Saturday, I was pretty disappointed until you tweeted your tweet. <laughs> that okay. it, it made me a little bit more excited and, and a little happier. Again. I don't know what you're referring to. I can't remember that night much. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I, I've only quote tweeted it five times. The um <laughs> the I, I was pretty disappointed. I was like, man, like the 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 optimism for the postseason is pretty much gone. I'd say that that's that's pretty safe to say, given um the amount of points back we are from Boston and then they still have several games on us on top of that. I think, I think that's pretty much dissipated, but then at like two o'clock in the morning, I was like, you know what, man, if you would have told me in August that Bertuzzi, Larkin, Raymond, Sider, and Ned were having the seasons that they were having, and that the team was exactly where they are now. I would be thrilled. Jumping for joy. And I am thrilled. And I, I think it's important to, to separate disappointments in, in uh, you know, right after the Nashville game, just being like, damn, like we could have done this and this and this better. And we'll get into all that kind of stuff for sure. But. I, I think as an outlook as a whole, it's just important to remember, like, given where we were coming into the season and given where a lot of people kind of expected this team to be this year and, and what uh, we expected this team to, to be this year in terms of uh, production level and, and points as a team, uh, this, is, this is still... A, a major step forward in the right direction and setting us up beautifully for this offseason and next year. Yeah, and I mean, we've said it so many times, Scotty, that coming into this year, we didn't expect this team to make the playoffs. Uh, we were expecting a step in the right direction, and the team has taken a massive step in the right direction, thanks at large to the rookies who have joined this hockey team and have become huge contributors. Um, but Larkin immediately became also the player we were expecting him. Tyler Bertuzzi, I think, is 
exceeded expectations in his own right. We knew he was a, a gritty left winger who could score 20 goals, but you know, he's, and we'll get into it later, but he's in, in elite territory with his production right now this season. So there's definitely, if you want to try and minimize your disappointment from this past weekend, because it always stings when your team loses games. Absolutely. I mean, they have been flirting with the playoffs since this season has started. They're still not out of it. Although, like you said, Scotty, four games in hand for Boston still, and they're eight points up now on that second wild card. They're starting to run away with it, and you expect them to continue to run away with it. But this team's not going to quit. They're not going to stop trying. And I think both these games this weekend, they lost both of them, one more convincingly than the other. There were good takeaways, plenty of bad, but there were good takeaways in those games. And that's kind of what we're looking for this season from the Detroit Red Wings are the good takeaways. And I think that Dallas game, the one at home on uh, Friday night, the first in that back-to-back especially, was where we had the, the best of the best takeaways. I mean, we had an excellent – that Robbie Fabry goal was a beauty – the Dylan Larkin end-to-end goal was making its rounds on social media where he just absolutely undressed uh, Heiskanen in the defensive zone, one of the up-and-coming best defensemen for a beautiful goal. Um, you know, was it Pew Suter had a goal as well? The whole Guelph storm line was just mm-hmm. absolutely popping off. And that, that game was... Um, that was a massive letdown, man. It was the a massive end letdown. of that, the, the last... I mean, that was... I, I took that one harder than I took Nashville. I didn't go into Nashville expecting to win. Ned on the second game of a back-to-back after he had struggled against Dallas. Uh, Nashville's just uh, a comfortably a better hockey team, top to bottom, better roster than than we currently are. Um, I I and after the Dallas game, I, I that's a very pessimistic view of, okay, well, we're going to go in and lose to Nashville. Now I, we really needed to win against Dallas if we wanted to get out of the weekend with, with a couple of points. And um, so, yeah. I, and, and again, like what I said at the beginning, I, I'm not trying to, to minimize or take away from the, it still stings, but right, we, you like know, it, it absolutely logical. still sings, but you know, a couple hours after the game, I that that was my coping mechanism, I guess you would say. That that was how I how I uh how how I coped with the with the rough weekend is I was like, you know what, man, this is still this is still far better at at whatever day it is, January twenty fourth. Uh, I'm still if you would have told me on January twenty fourth this would be the position of the team, I'd be pretty ecstatic. Yeah, you're dealing with some copium right now. Um, yes, good old copium. <laughs> good old copium. Yeah, the, there were that first game against Dallas in particular too, and there it's been hard. You can't really. I haven't been able to say this much this season. Um, and the overtime, the the things leading up to overtime is another thing. But Ned did not look that good, and I've lost track to how many consecutive starts he's made now. This is like his fourth, maybe his fifth. It's a around. lot. Yeah, it's a lot. Um, but he didn't look sharp. He had two sharp angled goals from like the goal line that he let in. One just went under his pad, though he was on the ice. I don't know how that one went through. It just not his best game. So there were two really weak goals that led to overtime. He allowed a goal with like a minute left, although that's part not most. That's not on him as his his teammates failed to clear the puck. And then the overtime goal it was a missed assignment from Danny DeKaiser out in front. For some reason, DeKaiser's out in the ice during a penalty kill in overtime. I don't know. But yeah, that one stung. I thought that was the better of the two. I thought the Red Wings hung with and even at points played better than. Like the second period and the first half of the third, I thought they played better than the Dallas Stars. 
And then I thought I thought they outplayed the Stars. Yeah, I'll I'll say the whole game. I, I thought they were the better team. I truly do. There, the, it was it was literally just a couple of mishaps from Ned, and I, I I'm not going to give him any heat for it because he has been it's been the opposite so many times that yeah. that I think he deserves. Uh, he he has earned the right to have an off night where the rest of the team is really good because for so many nights this year, it has been poor performance by everybody else, and that has kept us in a game. So yeah. that flipping for a night, I'm I'm not going to lose my head over it. And he rebounded pretty nicely in the game after that. And I, yeah, I mean, I'm calling a spade a spade. He didn't play well that game, but am I going to be like down on him? No, because like you said, he's been clutch this entire season. Um, but Tyler Bertuzzi was fantastic in that game. I think before this third in, the third period had started, they said that he had 13 points in nine games because he had two assists at that point, scored another goal, and then a Nashville goal game, had another assist. So now he's at, what, 15? No, sorry, that math doesn't make any sense, right? No, does it? F- yeah, 15 points in 10 games. Sorry, it's late at night, guys. 15 <laughs> points in 10 games. Yeah, it's like, 15 he's in been, his last 10, yeah. He's been absolutely insane. It's just... There again, it's you're focusing on those positive takeaways from the hockey game. Uh, there are still quite a bit from both, yeah. There are a couple. I mean, hey, we'll get into it in a second, but yeah, maybe maybe not quite a bit, but there are a couple, yeah. (laughs) There's a couple nice little things. Um, just like Bilt Bar, Bilt Bar's got a couple nice little flavors for you. Uh, you know, salted caramel raspberry, Scotty, uh, peanut butter brownie, cookies and creams, you know, it's New Year's, uh. Time for New Year's resolutions. If it's yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you get Built Bar in your plan. Those flavors included. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Maybe even better than a uh, candy bar. It makes it easy to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good you'll want to eat it. Unlike other protein bars, which can be chalky, waxy, or taste like a chemical spill. You want to eat healthy, but it just gets so boring. By like week three, you might be thinking, this is just not worth it. Where is the chocolate? Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate with 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four net carbs, 17 grams of protein. You compare that to a candy bar, there's like 240 calories in those, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. .com. .com. All right, Scotty, we've kind of been talking about both, mostly focusing on Dallas that first game, so let's kind of focus on Nashville now. In this segment here, um, worst game. Still pretty even through the first half, I would say. Uh, I think the Wings even led in shots after the first period, like 9-7. to But then the Predators got on the board first on a power play. You can't – Red Wings just have to stop taking penalties. They took three consecutive penalties in the second period. Joe Valeno, Adam Ernie, then Tyler Bertuzzi, eventually leading to the uh, first goal by the – predators then they got their next goal like a minute and a half later just that immediately just spelled doom for the rest of the game Nashville predators kind of took over that game from there on out there were moments in that game where Nashville was basically setting up a power play um in our uh, in our defensive zone during even strength so that first half of the game was pretty even but the second half Nashville kind of just took over and despite the statistics the stat line Nedeljkovic making his second consecutive start in a back-to-back, which caught me off guard. I figured even though like Calvin Picard is the backup, after how many consecutive starts he's made on the second half of a back-to-back, it'd go somebody other than Nedeljkovic for sure. I was shocked. I mean, we I talked shocked, about right? it as if 
We didn't even sure consider thing. it as a possibility, right? We didn't even talk about like it, it there being a chance of that happening. Yeah, but then I mean, get that just shows, and you said it before the show. Nedeljkovic is just he's a starter now. Like he's going to be getting the bulk of the workload, and if which I'm for, yeah, I I'm for too. And he had a again, despite the stat line, he played great. If you go back, I had to go back and watch the highlights, guys, because I don't remember much from that game. There was a tweet that went out. You'll understand if you go see that tweet. Are, uh, <laughs> by the way, is is it just on my end, or is the graphic for your name? Are you just trying to like one up me? Because on my about? on my screen, the graphic for your name is significantly larger than mine. No, I have no graphic up on mine. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. There is. On mine, the Locked On Red Wings podcast logo, and then Brian Fisher, <laughs> Brian Fisher nine seven one is like three times the size of mine. Right next <laughs> Are you, to it, is under it like, your screen? Let me see if I can. Oh, it's gone now. Okay, I turned it on and then turned it off real quick. Oh, well, that's really. I, I was funny. like, I was like, wow, Brian's just like trying you to be big like, hey, I'm Brian. episode. Yeah, for real, man. Jeez. <laughs> um, no, but the the I mean. I don't know, man. Like th- th- we went over five on the power play again. That's tough. Can't be doing that. It's tough. You're not going to win. The power play is something we've talked about a lot. We had a whole episode dedicated to it. It's it's clearly a, this is not news to anyone how how big of an issue and how important of a need it is to get the power play not being atrocious again. Um, but I, like they went one for three. On their power play. They went one for three. We went 0 for five. Yeah, there's also a couple moments, too, where the d- defense just abandoned the assignments in front of the net altogether. There was one goal in particular, I remember. I think it was DeKaiser and Hronik out there. I'm trying to remember the pair. It might have been Letty and Hronik at that time. I mean, that's the, that is the pair that they normally uh, trot out there. But both of them began to like break out of the zone before the puck came out, leaving a guy alone in front of the net, no protection, and he just screened net. And that's that's where a lot of their goals came were through screens in this game. The defense have not has not been challenging the uh, forwards in front of the net and trying to clear the lanes for it. Up was one of the stars game too. That was pretty 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 clear screen. yeah. Yeah. And so that's something that the defense has just been lacking all season long. We've talked about how the defense is one of the biggest issues this team has. I mean, outside of Moritz Sider and, you know, Phil it's Cronick, like shallow. It is shallow, shallow, man. Like it's not even and like, I, I wouldn't even use the word like bad. Like it's not, it's not that all the other players and, and all the other dudes on that defensive group are, are just like terrible. It's just, it's, there's no depth. I mean, it's it's like we're pairing Moritz Sider with Danny DeKaiser. Like, there's there is no depth, and that is the reason that Danny DeKaiser is playing first line D minutes still is because there is no depth. That's because they have to be like, okay, well, if we put anyone else up there, then we're gonna have one good line and then just be garbo on every other pairing. So, like, we're kind of forced. We talked about that earlier in the season too. We're kind of forced to put DeKaiser up at, at top D pairing just to make just, just so that just so that the other two defensive pairings could be somewhat feasible. Yeah, and you know, Morris Sider didn't have he had a nice reverse hit again. He loves those. He um, but he he even got burned on the Philip Forsberg goal. Matthew Shane burned him on the outside. 
uh, pretty badly before sending it back out in front for Philip Forsberg to follow the job. So just all around defense was not the best in that game. But there really wasn't help anywhere. Like like I said, once that first goal happened, it seemed like the floodgates had opened. Tyler Bertuzzi did net himself another assist on uh, hitting Adam Ernie coming out of the box for another one of those breakaway goals. Wasn't Didn't he get the assist on the Michael Rasmussen goal last week? Michael Rasmussen came out of the box too? Uh, yes. Yes. So it's, it's pretty telling when most of your offense comes coming off of – in this past few weeks, it's either been shorthanded goals or fresh out-of-the-box goals. So the Red Wings are taking a lot of penalties, and their their penalty kill is bigger threat than their power play. It, it's a very telling situation for them. And that was Adam Ernie's first goal, and I don't know how long is fourth of the season. I'll Just it. it's been a minute. But again, the the saving grace in that hockey game that made it watchable was Nedeljkovic, and I will I will continue to stress. I mean, again, Stanford. second half of the second half of the back to back, he had to have been exhausted. He just came off a bad game. Don't look at the stat line. You go back and you watch those highlights. So many of the highlights in that that reek that condensed uh, video was just Nedeljkovic coming up big and making saves and keeping that game close. Mm-hmm. He just continues to be such a, a, a crucial part of this team going forward. And I can't and wait to give that that uh, I can't wait to give that dude a defense, man. I cannot wait to give him a defense. Well, you got another one coming next year. I'm telling you, yes, Simon Edwards is making this team out of training camp. I'm telling you, I, yeah, I'm, I'm about it. Too. Don't sleep on him. I'm all about it. I'm all about it. How about uh, how about that, that Burt fight? That was weird. That was like yeah. the most like <laughs> I don't like I don't know. Most fights are are really like all at once, kind of like they stand and grab jerseys for a little bit, and then. There's a lot of punching traded for like 10 seconds, 15 seconds, and then the fight's over. This one was like 30 seconds long, and it was like hit, hit, stand. Hit, hit, stand. <laughs> now we're just going to stare like rock at each other for a little robots. bit. And then, right, it, it, was, it was really weird. Um, yeah. Technically, Burt landed on top. That's all I'm going to say. Technically. Um, they're a little confused, but they got the spirit. Yeah. I'm all about um, Burt fighting. You know who else got has the spirit, Scotty? BetOnline.ag. BetOnline.ag. Scotty knows. Uh, they'd like to wish you a happy betting new year as they continue their march through the playoffs and beyond. BetOnline remains the number one spot for all the sport, best sports wagering action for 2022. And let me tell you, Scotty, if you're a fan of betting on NFL football games, you had a hell of a weekend. Four game-winning drives. Every single playoff game ended in a game-winning drive at the very end craziness what a weekend man is it three walk-off field goals and an overtime touchdown put some respect on matthew stafford's effing name oh don't worry the the goalposts are going to be moved again the goalposts are going to be moved again not not unless he wins an nfc champion not unless he wins a super bowl he'll just he'll just keep he'll just keep hitting it then yeah who even cares he's with a competent organization he's gonna keep hitting it now well, that's the excuse now. Nine like, oh, now he's got a, He's on a stack team. Any golf took them to the Super Bowl. Anyone could have done it. Like, all right, dude, chill out. Nine um, God. <laughs> new year and a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code Lockdown to get started. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers for twenty twenty two. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. Bet online. Bet online. Bet online.
where the game starts. <laughs> it's called pausing for effect, Scotty. So ridiculous. <laughs> Gotta have fun. Unbelievable. I, I was leaving them in suspense on the edge of their seat. You certainly did that. <laughs> yes, sir. I saw you staring at the camera. I was like, what the hell is he doing? It was all in due time. All right, Scotty. Before we talk about our Tyler Bertuzzi conversation we wanted to have, got to mention Jamel Smith did get sent down the AHL for conditioning. He was coming off injury. Um, we talked about it. That was always probably what was going to happen because he's been a career AHLer his entire time. Now, I do hope at some point he gets called up to be. I think he will. I think you will, especially with the depth issues this team has and injury issues they're going to Especially with center depth, especially with injuries, and yeah. especially, especially, especially after the trade deadline. He will play games in a wing wheel. Yeah, and he'll play with his brother, and it'll be amazing. And I will cry. You will cry. Oh, number 64, by the way. Did you see that? Really? Yeah, he uh, in the press conference, he was wearing like a track jacket already. Like They already got him one, and he said 64 because he wore 46 so, with Tampa. 40, right, 46, 64. Cool. Good for him, man. I, I hope he I hope he's up sooner rather than later. They had a Me cool too. little thing on Bally where they had the two of them and talking about like, you know, in the pregame show about like what it meant to play with each other and Sleek. all that kind Grand of Rapids. stuff. Yeah, for real. It, it, like they will though. And and yeah, at some point. I think the the funniest line was they asked him, like, oh, like once you're in town, like are you gonna are you gonna live with Giovanni? And he <laughs> And Jamel goes, goes, absolutely not. He goes, why? <laughs> they, they went wide. He goes, we had bunk breads growing up. I'm, I've, I've got enough living with him uh, in my life done for. I'm, I'm never living with him again. Absolutely not. So funny. <laughs> Cold blooded. Yeah. He goes, absolutely um, not. We had bunk beds growing up. I'm good. That's great. Um, Tyler Bertuzzi, who I mentioned earlier and I mentioned several times earlier, um, is on an absolute tear right now. After going, what, 11 games without scoring goal, he's got 15 points in 10 games. Uh, yeah, the question is starting to scratch at the back of my head, Scotty. Is he an elite left winger in this hockey league? Because, and I, I before, you got to give you a little, bit of, a little bit of deep context, he's currently 14th in points among all left wingers, and I believe he is 7th in goals among all left wingers. That is elite territory considering who's around him. When you look at goals, um, only Forsberg, Marshawn, Kyle Connor, Gensel, My Meyer, Me Tyler, yeah, Meyer, Debrinkat, Kreider, and Ovechkin are above him. And then when you look at total points, again, it's the same guys and some other guys in there. Uh, Huberto, Kaprizov, Goudreau, guys like that. He's surrounded by nothing but elite players. So at what point do we start considering Tyler Bertuzzi, an elite left winger in this league, considering the pace that he's putting up points. And for the most part, he's doing it in less games than a lot of these players are. He's played 34 games where the league's across 42 now at this point. Yeah. And, and, you know, now he's, he's doing it on a, on a, on a second line. Yeah. And he's, and he's still producing. And like you said, 15 and in his last 10, which is obviously an, an unbelievable clip. And what the last four, have been on the second line yeah four games now i believe you're right on the second line playing four. with it, the guelph storm line with pew Suter and robbie fabry which by right. the way and this this counts as tyler bertuzzi talk because this is part of the the greater tyler bertuzzi conversation that second line has looked amazing 
because of Bert. <laughs> Did it look amazing before? No. no. Well, I mean, <laughs> also, Zidane was on the line. Hey, oh, bring that into the stir the pot. Hey. Um, <laughs> hey. No, but I don't know if there is like some secret chemistry that they've had that they've been hiding all this time or if it's just strictly because Bert's on that line. But that second line's producing. Robbie Fabry's goal against Dallas, again, fed by Tyler Bertuzzi. Filth, I mean, bro. He, he juked Filth. Holpe out of his jock Filth. strap. It was hanging from the ceiling. Pugh Seeger had a goal, too. <laughs> again, facilitated <laughs> by <laughs> facilitated by Bertuzzi again. Pugh Suter was uh, – Bertuzzi broke into the zone. Pugh Suter was coming across behind him. When he was breaking in the zone, he saw him coming, gave a no-look ba- pass behind him to Pugh Suter, who just rifled it from the top of the slot past Braden Holpe. So both goals – in the Dallas game, by the second line, were assisted by Tyler Bertuzzi. Then he had a goal himself. It was meant to be a pass across the Larkin on the power play. Uh, went off Hintz's, I believe, uh, pad into the net. Just he facilitates goals no matter where he's at. And I'm sure the teammates he's got with him on the second line are helping. But, I mean, he's been the primary facilitator of all these goals. I mean, his goal was meant to be a pass. He's facilitating his own goals <laughs> at this point, too. It's like he's the dog. Yeah, he's the dog. And, and so, like the move, like moving him down to the second line, we we talked about it and and what that would mean for the the production of that line, and it's the value in that is is it, it, you, indescribable. Like it's it's unbelievable how how valuable it is to go from uh, like a an elite first line to now a still very good first line producing at a great clip. And now having a really, really good second line that's producing at a damn good clip too, uh, just by moving him down. And his minutes haven't really been like huge. Like he still played twenty minutes against Nashville, like, and he's still getting power play minutes and and stuff. So it's 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 just awesome. And it's yeah. something that that doesn't because he's still getting those special team minutes. It's not something that he. I would imagine would would have like an issue with you know like he's still he's still getting his time he's just not playing with Larks anymore like I I, I can't imagine that's a big issue for him either because the playing time isn't affected and uh, it's it's awesome man it's he's awesome. currently on pace for eighty seven points this season which is again elite territory to be in once you get north of that eighty point marker a lot of people think like ninety and hundred points but like the top of the top of the yeah, once you're over a point a game. Yeah. And, yeah. and so once you get north of 80 points, you're one of the elite forwards in the league. And Tyler Bertuzzi is pacing to be at 87 points right now. He has been absolutely phenomenal. And I think that and we don't overlook him. It's kind of like with the Larkin conversation we had the other day. We kind of overlook him, not here in local media, but national media, because of the fact that Raymond, Sider, and Nadukovic have been taking all the attention. Bertuzzi has been more productive than guys like Lucas Raymond and just as productive, who, by the way, Lucas Raymond is still getting points. He got an assist in that uh, Dallas mm-hmm. Stars game, still leads all rookies in uh, scoring. So even though he's not scoring goals, he's still getting points in his own right. But Tyler Bertuzzi is up there in points. I think overall he's uh, tied 15th in goals in the NHL. Lark- Larkin's also tied 15th. They got uh, 19 together. I mean, he is up there, but I think a national media national hockey media at least doesn't recognize him because of um, his style of play isn't as flashy as others are. And the fact that he's overshadowed by the other excellent players, like he wasn't even nominated 
for the All-Star Game. Cider, Raymond, and Larkin were nominated. Despite the fact that Bertuzzi is producing just as much, no, correction, producing more than those players are at this moment. He has been one of the most lethal players on this team's offense all season long. It's almost like national media hasn't noticed that yet. And I think, and I'm going to say it, I said it like with Larkin the other day, this league's going to be put on notice here in a couple years. It's just, he's been that good. And, and I, this is, here's your full circle moment, Brian. Oh boy. Going into next season. If you can look at this roster and say, you have two players that had over, over point of game seasons last year. And, and all three rookies, obviously coming back Add Edvinson, add a, whatever free agent or two add a good off season. That's pretty damn exciting to have two players going in next year of over a point a game plus the three rookies. It's a hell of a core going forward, especially when those dudes averaging a point a game aren't that old either. You could actually probably say that next season is where the game's going to start. That I have been saying for probably two years now. I, I think I think that's been uh, that's been my personal like marker is 2022-2023. That's the season that that playoffs should be the expectation. And, and and this is what we're talking about, Scotty. The Wings lost two games this weekend, yet we're still capable of finding the positives in it. We can still look at Tyler Bertuzzi having an effective weekend and go, this team is heading in the right direction. They lost two games, and we're still looking at it going, this team's going in the right direction. That's how they are, it, objectively they, they are. Objectively are. Yeah. Like, not even the, the losses that kick kill us are the ones where they get just, just destroyed, or they. And those are becoming a lot, a lot. Yeah, right. And those are becoming a lot fewer and further between. I, a lot, lot further and fewer between. Obviously, we had one a couple weeks ago against the Kings, but when was the last time before that? I mean, it's like months in between them now. They're in every game this season for the most part. And we couldn't say that last year, the year before that it's only trending upwards. Like we're going to continue to find good things in games until the good things in the games are just them winning the hockey games. Like damn right. They are just heading in the right direction. It's wonderful. It's beautiful. Oh, just like you, Scotty, you're, you're beauty, beautiful, beautiful. You're beautiful. <laughs> just like my best friend, Jaff. Jaff. Um, <laughs> I want to thank you guys for making Lockdown Red Wings your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Lockdown Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Lockdown Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. Scotty, any final thoughts? We ball. We ball. On, uh, go Stafford. Nine God. Nine God. Uh, we'll be back with another episode tomorrow. Same time, same place. It's your team. Every day. Every day.